The Black Doctors Podcast highlights the stories of minority professionals with the goal of inspiring others. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share with others, because the next generation can't be what they don't see. Tune in every Monday to hear our stories told by us. Hello and welcome back to the Black Doctors Podcast. I'm Steven, your host. So excited to bring this incredible episode to you guys. It's going to be featuring the Virginia Commonwealth University, or VCU, Prime program. And this is a program dedicated to the ideals that, that I founded this podcast for, so increasing diversity in the health professions. We're joined today by the three co-founders of this organization, Jordan Matamoro Miejas, uh, Riddy Shaw, and Mr. William Burke. They're going to come and tell us how they went about founding this organization and what they've done thus far to help increase diversity in the health-related field. Um, so guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, we'll start with some introduction. So, uh, Jordan, or, or ladies first, uh, Riddy, why don't you tell us, uh, you know, who you are and, um, you know, what your your major is in college? Okay, sure. Um, my name's Riddy. I'm one of the um, co-founders of VCU Prime, and I'm now the vice president. Um, I'm a senior at VCU, and I'm majoring in biology and I'm on the pre-medicine track. Yeah, where are you uh, from originally? I'm from Lynchburg, Virginia. And how far is Richmond from Lynchburg? Um, it's about two and a half hours. So um, Jordan was saying earlier he listens to your podcast. He actually is the one that put me on to your podcast. So that's a nice one to listen to. Awesome. So Jordan, what about you? Tell us about yourself. So I'm a senior at VCU majoring in psychology on the pre-med track. I'm from Northern Virginia, Woodbridge, Virginia, to be specific. It's about maybe 25 minutes from D.C. and about an hour and a half from Richmond, VCU. And I'm the president of VCU Prime. And Mr. Burke. Yes, uh, my name is William Burke. I am a pre-professional health STEM career advisor at Virginia Commonwealth University. Uh, and I'm originally from Lansing, Michigan, and I am one of the co-founders of VCU Prime. Fantastic. So um, we'll go to the president, Jordan. Uh, why don't you tell us or tell our listeners what is VCU Prime? Well, to start off with, VCU Prime stands for Pre-Health and Related Interest Mentoring Experiences. And it was created just because I was struggling greatly during my freshman year and didn't have the resources and experiences or mentors that I really needed to thrive at a campus like VCU or at any campus. So I met Mr. Burke at a Black Men in Medicine mixer and he was sitting next to me, he took me in and told me that I actually can do it. That's something that I didn't hear before because many advisors and people that were supposed to be leading me weren't telling me that I can do it. And he was the first person to tell me that I can and that I, if I want to do it, I have to reframe my structure and my thinking and approach it differently. And that's what I did. And after that and being connected, and now I'm also the president of Black Men in Medicine, so after being connected to many different organizations and mentors, I have maintained almost a 4.0 since then. And just realizing that being connected on campus is crucial to student success. Um, me, Mr. Burke, Riddy, and two other co-founders came together and realized that this problem isn't exclusive to just us. It's There are plenty of other Riddies and Jordans out here that need that sense of 
self-efficacy. So we created VC Prime together from day one, which was a little over a year and a half ago, to today, in which now we have over 600 students. That's pre-health students. That's anywhere from pre-med to pre-dentistry, anything you could think of. We're just here to provide a mentoring and support system to all pre-health students that are underrepresented backgrounds. Wow. So at what stage in, uh, in college did you start this organization? Because you met Mr. Burke as a freshman. What year were you when you started VCU Prime? So I met Mr. Burke as a second semester freshman. We thought about VCU Prime in my sophomore year, and we finally launched it during the summer between my sophomore and junior year. So about a year and a half ago. And Riddy, how did you get involved? Yeah, so I had a similar story um, as Jordan coming into college and, you know, just realizing that um, not having a firm grasp on what the pre-medical track requires and demands of you. And um, I didn't have a support system. I thought I could handle everything myself. Um, I didn't have mentors like Mr. Berg. Once I did start to get coding, I met, um, I built a support system for myself and found a place where I can go to on my bad days. I realized that this is something that a lot of students go through and there's not, there's not much that um, needs to be done. You just need a few resources. You need um, a few people you can trust and talk to. And that's, that's kind of the idea that Mr. Burke had too when I met him. I met him my sophomore year. At that point, it was, it was a little bit late for me. I had already had a few semesters that were pretty rough. But I met him, he told me that there's not much that needs to be done, but once you do fix these things and once we get you where you need to be, you'll be fine. So that's what we want to do for our students um, collectively. And yeah, here we are now. Just to piggyback on what she was saying, um, also something that's crucial is envisioning like where you're going to be. I listen to your podcast, as I told you, pretty much every single episode and envisioning that these doctors that you have on are going to be me someday. And I think that's very crucial to student success. And that's also something that we've tied into VCU Prime, having mentors, physicians, deans of admissions come in and speak to our students, giving them that power, letting them know that this is possible. That's fantastic. Is it Will or William? William's fine. William. So, so William, when you met uh, Jordan as, you know, he was a freshman, you were working at that time as a pre-professional uh, health advisor? Actually, at the time, I was an academic advisor. Okay. And I was on the academic side of the house, and I was charged with coming up with a new initiative, student organization to help the underrepresented population uh, within the pre-health community at VCU. Uh, first thing I did was survey the land and study what was already there. And I was astonished to find there were a plethora of resources. Uh, Black men in medicine, as Jordan mentioned, was one of them. Uh, maps, sisters and stethoscopes. I mean, there were several student organizations that were devoted to underrepresented students in their path towards pre-health careers. But as I started meeting with students, I just I noticed the disturbing pattern that a lot of students of color not only weren't they aware of those resources that were already out there, but they just were sort of lacking a direction, understanding the entire system, how it works, how they were being evaluated, how to choose opportunities, how to create a strategy to put themselves in position. Whereas a lot of other students I would meet um, had plans in place, right? They already knew what they were supposed to do. They had family members who directed them, guided them. 
so it became evident, you know, through meeting such powerful students as Jordan and Riddy, uh, what a one centralizing sort of overarching uh, organization that could use to connect students and create community could actually do. And, um, you know, we just sort of have taken off from there. So after that initial meeting and conversation with Jordan, you know, over the next year, year and a half, you started working on plans and, and figured out how you're going to bring this organization to fruition. What were some of those conversations like? Um, th- to be honest, it was pretty easy. I mean, you know, once we surveyed the land and we understood that there were a lot of other Jordans, a lot of other Riddies, um, a lot of other students in similar predicaments that weren't even, wa- I mean, I would meet with students and I would say, have you checked in with Black Man of Medicine? They had no idea what it was that it even existed. Yeah. I would ask them if they had checked into some of the resources, some of the people that were in place to help them. They were sort of unaware of how and where to find those resources. So um, it was something that was necessary at the time. Uh, there was a lot of individual resources and sort of silos, and they just needed to be connected. And so that's when we realized, instead of being another student organization, we could be a connecting tool used primarily to just connect students to all of the organizations and resources and people that are already in place. So when did you, uh, or who chose the name, Jordan? Well, Mr. Burke came to us and he, he's really the one with the, with the great ideas. So he said, how about Prime? I was like, you mean like Amazon? He was like, no, Prime. <laughs> and then he gave me the acronym. And I was like, wait, that, that sounds pretty good. And wait a minute, it- Dr. Bradley, I, I have to clear something up on the record here. Um, so I was charged with coming up with a name. I was not bright enough to come up with one. I thought and thought I scribbled on paper for days and days. I had no idea. I wanted something catchy. And the honest to God truth is I called my wife. They, my due date was up. My time was up. I called my wife and I said, I need some help. I can't think of anything. And within two seconds, she thought of this and gave it to me and I ran with it. So, wow. Yeah, I, I, I have to be truthful here. Shout out to Mrs. Burke. Absolutely. <laughs> and run that acronym back for us. Prime stands for what? Pre-health and related interest mentoring experiences. So when he originally told me the name, I thought it was really cool and then we also thought of, hey, we want to get students primed for success. And here we are now in 2021. Speaking of Dr. Bradley. <laughs> yeah, he called me Stephen. Um, so, Riddy, how did you guys go about organizing and launching your first uh, meeting, interest meeting? How, you know, What was the first time that you guys got together as an organization? Well, we um, so Mr. Berg actually introduced the idea to me back. I think it was like early 2020, January or so. And then um, I told him I was interested. This is really something um, I'd love to help him out with. And I think it was summer of 2020. It was like late July or so. We were like, okay, let's get this thing started. Uh, We were on an email thread with the two other um, co-founders. And we were like, okay, when are we going to meet for the first time? We finally met. We had some ideas going. We... um, we knew we wanted to have a platform for the students to um, to engage with each other on. We wanted everyone to be really connected. So we started up a group me first. Um, we started up our social media. Um, and then we had an intake survey that students fill out so that they can get connected to Prime. And um, yep, once we got our Instagram started, we started um, DMing students that we knew were at VCU and were interested at, in pre-health. 
And um, we took off. I think uh, the form got started. And then two or three days later, we were starting to get like 20 responses a day. And yeah, from there, we started organizing for our first event. Um, our first major event was actually called our inaugural event. It took place in November. And that's when we had um, some deans of admissions from the VCU School of Medicine, School of Dentistry, the OT department at the College of Health Professions. Um, they all came and they talked to our students. Um, and that was our first really big event. And that's how we got out there. I think we had about 100 students come out. Oh, wow. And keep in mind, I think, I think there might have been a cap on Zoom. Um, me and Jordan were talking about it because I don't know, but I think there was a hundred students cap at that time. Yeah. You said there was a sign-up sheet that you guys launched initially. Yeah. It's a Google form. Um, okay. and students indicate, uh, what track they're interested in, what specific, um, areas they think they need help in. Yeah. So Jordan, how was it organizing this in the middle of the pandemic? So classes I assume were mostly virtual, if not all virtual, uh, what challenges did that face? How did you overcome that? So it was, it definitely came with its difficulties, but we knew that it was crucial more now than ever because students couldn't see each other. Students couldn't engage with each other. So they could be home and interact with VCU students that are across the state or even across the nation. So we got students in by being, we just wanted to be something new and trendy. So I got on Instagram and started DMing people that seemed like they committed to VCU and through like the VCU class of 2024 at the time Instagram page, I DM'd them, um, said, this is what Prime is. Please feel free to check this out and join. From there, we got a bunch of people and we created a group me, uh, basically a group chat network and app. And they were able to talk to each other before classes even started um, just to create that sense of community. Additionally, we had Riddy helping us out with that and Mr. Burke helping us out from the advising standpoint whenever he'd meet with students and even through career services, which he works with. He was having people join Prime just to create that sense of community. So it was difficult because we couldn't actually see everybody. So in our first event um, in November, Riddy was saying we had over 100 students and that was amazing to see considering that we had only founded it less than six months prior. So seeing that everybody is connected and creating a sense of family remotely was just amazing to see. And then we have our first events in person and a hundred people on Zoom seems like a good number. But when you see tens of people, like we, I think our first in-person event had 70 people. When you see wow. 70 people in person, it's definitely a game changer because you could actually vis visualize everybody and it's not just a name on a screen. You could actually shake people's hands and meet everybody. So we're expecting a, a bigger turnout this year. We're going to have our renamed second annual healthcare mixer. And we'll have different admissions committees people come. And we're hoping that it's going to be amazing. We have a cap in the Richmond salons in VCU of 500 students. And we hope to get as many pre-health students as we can and connect them to all of the great resources on campus. And that's open mostly to VCU students or are there other, are other students welcome? We're also um, inviting other students, just making sure that, you know, they're fully vaccinated and um, follow the mask mandate. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, as Jordan was saying earlier, um, a conver some conversations that uh, we've had are 
like just realizing how big this has gotten. 600 students, we see responses on the um, on the Google form, and it's it's just crazy, especially because this whole thing was um, was built online. And so coming to the first event together and seeing our students and um, having like a tangible like community, seeing that all the students really enjoy that and they really needed it after being online for so long. Initially starting off the group me, we only had like about maybe 20 or 30 people and the eboard members would be giving out peer mentoring to the students because we were upperclassmen at that point. We had taken organic and many of the prerequisites. Mm -hmm. But now we have over 500 students on the group meet. So it's basically on autopilot. We check it, of course, and we chime in every now and then, but it's mostly other students providing networking to each other because us, we're pre-med students. We can't really help out a pre-dentistry student or a nursing student because we don't have that knowledge. So in a group chat of over 500 students, you're bound to get your question answered by somebody. Yeah, absolutely. When um, it's so funny, like around registration time, it'll just be like, what professor should I take for orgo? Like, who should I avoid and things like that? But um, also we get questions like, um, what is, what's the proper attire to go volunteer at PCU? Things like that. So you really see students helping each other out, not gatekeeping information. And um, I think that's my favorite part. Yeah. Just collaborating with each other. Fantastic way to, to build a sense of community. Um, William, I was going to ask, as you started to grow this organization, you started with the, the uh, co-founders. At some point, you know, many hands makes uh, for easier work. So you started, you know, having the e-board members or, or what roles did you have to fill with other members of the organization? Yeah, well, one of our um, long-term goals was to separate ourselves from student organizations, right? Those student organizations were already there. So we wanted to be something unique and something different in this space, again, to connect students to what was already there, to make them aware of all the student organizations and resources so they knew where they were um, to, to help even the playing field, right? So we began about the process of trying to figure out how to expand. We knew we needed more, more e-board members. We knew we needed official positions and duties for those e-board members. Um, and so we just started building it out brick by brick, position by position. Now, mind you, Jordan and Riddy are extraordinary students. These are students who are struggling academically as they uh, as they first initially pointed out. At this point, they're working on this as, alongside with me, 40, 50 plus hours a week, step by step, in, 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 including their classwork, including their extracurriculars um, in terms of turning all that around. And so it's been a lot of blood, sweat and tears. But the effort is genuine. The energy is genuine. And I think that's what people recognize. And it's the sense of community that I think uh, differentiates us from other uh, such type initiatives. You know, we are here to connect students for the student organizations. Right. So student organizations can feed off of us and use us to connect and inform people. Uh, we're here to connect students to resources that are already on campus and people that are already in place who are there to help them succeed. Uh, and give them the direction and understanding on how to seek out those resources. So we're still in the process of building it out to answer your question, but it's been a step-by-step, piece-by-piece process. Yeah, because you probably got somebody, you know, what, doing your social media, or is it still the the co-founders? Everything is done in-house, right? It was very important for us for, for us to be student-to-student interactions. So we've got about how many eboard members, guys? Eight now? Nine? We've got a... We've got about nine to 10 students. We've got about four to five advisors. 
uh, from all across the campus. Um, and we work really hard all together collaboratively. And again, when you have different arms across a campus, right, where most campuses are separated into silos, when you have a connecting tool that can separate those silos and all move together and work together, it's increasingly effective in terms of uh, uh, hooking students, uh, connecting students, excuse me, to uh, the resources that they need at the time they need it to be successful. And who are the other advisors? Are they faculty members or um, health advisors or, or pre-health advisors as well? Yes, um, we have advisors all across campus. We have um, advisors in career service. Uh, we have advisors in academic advising, first year advising, right, that are going to interact with students as freshmen when they first come in for their first classes. We have advisors at uh, other institutions. We actually have an advisor at George Washington University hmm. that uh, works with us to sort of collaborate and continue to grow this community. Um, so we also have ad, uh, advisors in uh, the pipeline program uh, for health diversities at VCU. We've got advisors across campus and college health of professions. Uh, so we have partners all across campus that help us that all pitch in because they all agree and can understand how important this demographic of students is. And so if you think about it in terms of we have collected this group of very important students into one group on campus. These are all underrepresented students who are interested in healthcare. And because we're able to create that pool, a lot of different uh, resources are able to feed off of that directly. Gotcha. And so it creates, you know, instant information access to our members. It's fantastic. Um, and Jordan and Riddy, when it comes down to some of the main goals of VCU Prime, could you just kind of go over some of those for the, the listeners? Sure. So our main goal is to create a sense of community and collaboration instead of competition. Um, as you probably know, the pre-health atmosphere is very competitive, and we just wanted to negate all of that and create a sense of community here at VCU. Um, of course, we couldn't do that without, of our, without our great campus partners, such as Career Services, the College of Health Professions, which we actually have a physical location on the medical campus at, um, that VCU Health Sciences Pipeline, of course, student organizations, and VCU Health Sciences schools, um, as well as health science schools across the nation. Um, I know you're an associate assistant. Yeah, assistant, you're a assistant professor. At, yeah. At USIS, we actually had a partnership with them. We have a partnership with them, and we actually had an event with them last semester. But our main goal overall is just to create the sense of community and have a more competitive and self-efficate group of pre-health students that will matriculate into healthcare careers and, at the end of it all, create better healthcare outcomes for our people. That's really the goal, just to better life expectancies and better health outcomes in general. Um, yeah, the only thing I'll add to that is um, our students at VCU, this is an amazing environment. Um, it's the most diverse public school besides HBCUs at in Virginia. Um, we have a medical campus right down the road. Um, it's only one or two miles away, as, as well as the dentistry schools and um, PT schools and all. And so this is a great area to be to be as a pre-health student. You know, sometimes, as Jordan said, you'll find that the pre-health fields can be quite cutthroat. I remember sitting in my organic chemistry classes and stuff, and um, you, you wouldn't hear about opportunities. You know, if there's a scholarship coming out, students might keep it to, keep it to themselves. 
But um, with VC Prime, a lot of the feedback that we've gotten is that that's not the case. And um, students have an opportunity for an internship or something, they immediately send it in the group meet and say, hey, I'll um, definitely, this is a great opportunity, definitely apply. So definitely we recognize that because this is a, such a great um, space at VCU, there's not much else that needs to be added. We just need our students to push, to go out into these, into the resources, into um, the many student orgs that we have to offer. And as a freshman, that can be really hard. You know, VCU is such a big campus. So um, basically we have our students in this hub and then we bring all the resources to them through a mailing list, um, through the group me, and even through our events. So overall, our goal is to expand one student at a time, keeping in mind that each student that does end up becoming a healthcare professional will go on to serve thousands of patients. So if we empower one student, that's a win for us. And we consistently, yeah. in the group chat, we also send motivational messages to keep them going. We do consistent mental health checks and hold um, socials on Zoom. We all just hop on and vent about some things that might be going on. We all see these articles that come out when um, there might be a healthcare professional that doesn't understand a patient's background or something. And what we're trying to do is stop that. We don't want to see any more of those articles and consistently reminding students that their, their journeys really do matter in the grand scheme of things, even if they know, even if they don't know it while they're taking their orgo exams right now. If you've noticed, um, Jordan keeps hinting on self. Jordan and Rita keep hinting on self-efficacy, mm -hmm. and that isn't is not by accident. That is actually by design. And so, Dr. Bradley, I'm willing to give you an exclusive here today. We're <laughs> going to peel back the covers and show you the actual secret sauce of VCU Prime. Uh, Jordan, Rita, and I, we knew that it had to be some substance to this overarching uh, community. It couldn't just be bring them all together and then uh, what do we do with right. them? We knew we had to give them something once we got them all together. And so uh, with my background being in uh, human development, uh, I was really big and have done some research on self-efficacy. And we looked at the self-efficacy model and we decided to sort of frame prime around a self-efficacy model, right? And self-efficacy basically is your own deep inner belief that you can achieve a particular task or goal. And so we use that model to influence our kids and our students so that they inside internally, they believe that they can actually do that. They believe that they can actually reach their goals. And we use the four tenets of self-efficacy uh, to influence that. And that would be self-mastery, you know, reminding them of previous experiences that they've uh, dominated or learned or life skills that they learned that they can transfer to their pursuit of becoming uh, a healthcare practitioner. Role modeling, bringing uh, people in such as yourself to talk with them and interact with them to let them know, hey, this can be done. It's visually you're seeing somebody who looks just like you who has already done it. That gives you a, a higher sense of self-efficacy in order to move forward. Uh, verbal and social persuasion, right? Creating that community, surrounding yourself with people who are positive, who are pushing you forward, who are telling you that you can do this and reminding you of how great you are. And then psychological cues in terms of having a set plan for when the storm comes, right? When the times get tough, when things don't go well, what are you going to do? Who are you going to turn to? Let's create a plan now so that you can be successful when that comes. And so that is the root and the foundation of everything we do. And we love you so much, Dr. Bradley. We're willing to share that well, with you well, today. Please call me Steven, first of all, as we just have a conversation. That that makes a lot of sense because, again, I, I was wondering, how does this go from just being a group of 600, 600 students that are helping each other to something more that's self-sustaining or uh, self 
efficacious, as you just mentioned, and that's uh, an incredible aspect to add and will really kind of further in, in this project and make it successful. So thank you for sharing that uh, exclusive. We're very honest with our students. Um, Jordan and I, I'll just launch this information right now. I failed a class my, um, my incoming, my first semester freshman year. And um, I've learned a lot from that. And I always tell students that just because um, I did, that doesn't mean that I don't believe that I'll be a physician hopefully sometime soon. So yeah, just being honest with them and knowing that you can pick yourself back up. You just need one, two, three things. That's mentoring. That, that means um, making relationships with the people at um, these professional schools. They really want, do want to talk to you and know your story. And also um, just keeping your eye out for the resources too. Yeah, William, i got a question for you. As a uh, pre-health and STEM academic advisor, what are some of the more common questions and concerns that you get from students, especially uh, you know, underrepresented minorities in medicine? It's a very good question. And actually, I'm on the career side now. I'm a career advisor. I was formerly on the academic side. Um, but to, to your point, especially now, I think especially with this generation that's been more cell phone technology oriented, right? And used to sort of working in those silos. Um, the issue becomes about learning about the art of medicine, right? Learning how to connect with people, how to network, how to go out there in the community and seek opportunities in terms of uh, shadowing in clinical experience. Where do I go? Who do I talk to? Or even how to connect with professors that you want to establish a relationship with uh, for a possible uh uh, TA opportunity or precepting opportunity that can develop to a letter of recommendation. Um, you know, particularly after post, well, semi post pandemic, right? When we're getting back to live classes, students are having trouble transitioning and figuring out uh, how to gain those experiential opportunities. And to be honest with you, overall, it's just how do I compose an overall strategy, right? I, I tell my students all the time it's more than just checking off a, a box, a list box of things that they want you to do. You need to find the competencies behind these areas and choose opportunities that are going to help you grow and develop uh, in the areas that they deem valuable at these professional schools. That's good. That's good. And Jordan and Rudy, what are you guys hearing from your classmates? You know, what questions are coming up in the group chat frequently? Um, shadowing. Mm. Uh, where can I get shadowing? Are <laughs> clinics opening yet here? Um, yeah, so students were sharing that um, VCU just open their shadowing back up. And that's a lot of what I see. And then also which classes to take. And then we always tell our students not to take, um, what is it? Their freshman year, don't take math, biology, and chemistry all in one semester. You have time. Great advice. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys had talked earlier because another thing that commonly happens is folks come through with a great idea. They build a program. And after a couple of years, it's kind of uh, just kind of, gone away or doesn't have that sustaining power. Well, you just talked about the self-efficacy uh, model, which will help this program stick around. But you also mentioned that in order to build some longevity into your program, you have kind of mentorship for that next generation of leaders of VCU Prime. Can you talk about that, Jordan? Sure. And I noticed you said big idea. We actually won a grant called the Big Idea Grant through the VCU Foundation. Congratulations. Um, very thankful for that. Thank you. We're very thankful for that. And it's definitely going to help us propel forward and become an even better idea and really become self-sustaining, which is our goal. But back to your question, we knew that the four co-founders that did found it, 
who are now seniors will be graduating next semester. So we needed somebody else to fill our shoes. To do that last year, we thought of having an application process and we went through plenty of applications, found the best VCU students that did apply, best, best VCU prime students that did apply. And now they're on the e-board working with us, working alongside us, attending meetings with us and seeing exactly how we're building this model from the ground up. So once we do leave, they can have that foundation of knowing how to actually go forward with VCU Prime as a connecting entity to every resource on campus. In addition to that, what we're doing on the programmatic side at the university is looking at a partnership with Career Services where we could actually have paid stipend for uh, Prime eBoy members. So they would have time and money set aside uh, to help them uh, you know, move forward and, and give them uh, more incentive to, to, to give their time to Prime and sort of create that uh, multiple points of value where they could be getting paid but still earning experience that can be um, impactful for them on their applications as well. Yeah, that, that is uh, fantastic. And hopefully that you know, gets worked out because, oh, man, everybody can always use more money, especially when you're in college. Oh, man. Um. So what, what would you say, uh, William, to other institutions that may be interested in building a group similar to yours? Well, hope we hope to build this community um, to bridge those gaps and to connect with other universities. Um, we hope one day to have, you know, a prime community at every major university um, and then start cross collaborating amongst on different universities. Again, the whole premise of this is to create a quote unquote super information highway for all underrepresented students who are interested in getting into healthcare to get connected immediately and understand what they need to do, where they need to go and, and, and the things they need to do to be competitive. So um, I would say to them, uh, look out, we'll be knocking on your door soon, hopefully, and we can uh, you know, create this community together piece by piece. Because ultimately, you know, like Jordan and Reddy have hinted to, our goal is to work together to create more black practitioners, more black and brown tech practitioners, more underrepresented practitioners to be there, to be able to be go out in the community and to make a difference. Um, you know, we have also looked at the data um, and I'm sure Jordan can run some stats for you, but it's staggering uh, how, 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 how little the amount of competitive applicants have grown in the past 20, 30 years in terms of applying um, to med school and some of these health uh, career sectors. So we want to make a difference, not just at BCU, but ultimately we want to make a difference, you know, all across the United States. And that's our ultimate goal. So uh, we'll be coming soon, hopefully. Jordan, where are some of those stats since uh, Mr. Burke threw you the oop? But mostly a lot of the stuff that I'm sure you've probably seen before, like the article posted from AMC stating that there were more black, black males applying to medical school in the 70s than there were in 2013. Um, and just the lack of minority physicians coming up right now, or specifically black physicians. And we just really want to change that, being that there are less than a few thousand physicians under 35 that are black males is definitely a problem that we would like to address. Of course, health outcomes, of course, and birth, everything happening with the maternal, um, fetal birth, death rates and Stuff like that, just inequities in our healthcare system that we would like to address. Yeah, so I just wanted to note that I'm not underrepresented in medicine. 
And because this is going out there, I just wanted to make it known because I know a lot of people that are of the same descent as I aren't aware of that. So they don't really understand the cause and, um, you know, what it means to be underrepresented in medicine. So because I'm on this platform, I just wanted to acknowledge that. And um, whatever struggles I went through my freshman year, I knew that they were just through friends and um, close family friends, just knowing that um, it was even harder for underrepresented Absolutely. Well, everybody needs allies. So for the structure of your organization, how did you define underrepresented minorities? We defined it based off of the um, AAMC and their definition of underrepresented minorities. And so I believe on our intake survey, we have a question, um, do you self-identify as underrepresented minorities? So um that's how we know. Yeah, we use the, we let the students self-identify, but we don't turn down anybody. I mean, we have partners yeah. who are of all kind of races, you know, um, and we have members that are of, of all races and ethnicities. So we're geared towards helping underrepresented students, and that's what we mainly focus on, and that's the majority of our population. But we would never, you know, close our doors to anybody who wants to jump in and, and help our cause. Ritty, so we weren't able to have all of the co-founders join us in this chat, but can you tell us about the other uh, folks that you guys started this program with? Yeah, sure. So Mr. Burke very um, perfectly perfectly crafted our co-founders. Um, we all had different strengths. One of them is now doing great things with um, some other organizations. Jordan, of course, has access to Black Men in Medicine and some other organizations as well as the other co-founders. So we all kind of brought our own resources to the table. And I think that's what built the foundation of Prime so well. We had all come from such different places and had different backgrounds. So I think that's what really helped trouble or get us started. Launch Prime. Yeah. So Jordan, what's next for you? Next for me, I'll be applying to medical school in this next application cycle in May and hopefully matriculating. And ready? Same here. Applying in May. Mr. Burke, what's next? Where do you go from here? You're losing your uh, your, your dream team. I know. I'm, I'm losing my, my, my horses. But um, we've worked hard to, to establish a longstanding goal. And like I indicated earlier, uh, this is something that we hope to continue to work on as we go uh, different ways professionally. We're all still very good friends. We consider each other family. Um, so I'm sure we'll be continuing to, to work on this together in some shape, form, or fashion, as long as it's helping students. Um, and when I tell you this thing took off in the middle of a pandemic, mm-hmm. and we all looked at each other and knew we had a certain responsibility to, to fuel this thing because it was just helping so many people in so many different places. And we still feel that it's a common bond amongst us. And we're just going to ride that wave and do our responsibility and, and see if we can take this thing nationally and use it as a tool to, to, to make a difference. Yep, I'll still be here. Um, I know Jordan and Riddy will be back in between their med school classes, uh, and we can't wait to celebrate their, their future achievements with them. And Mr. Burke isn't losing us. He knows, he knows. <laughs> but I'll be taking a gap year, and I'll be hopefully attending every weekly meeting on Thursday. Definitely keep up the good work. Jordan, Riddy, Mr. Burke, thank you so much for coming on the show for sharing VCU Prime, uh, what it means and how other people can hopefully uh, join you in in this project and continue to increase the diversity that we so desperately need in our health professions. 
Sure. If you'd like to email us, our email is bcuprime at gmail.com. That's bcuprime at gmail.com. Yeah, our Instagram is um, at bcuprime. Fantastic. I'll definitely be sure to include uh, those links in the show notes. Thanks again, guys, for coming on the show. And uh, you know, keep up what you're doing because representation matters. Thank you for having us. And, and thank you for what you do, too. Uh, doing this to connect people and inform people. We are honored to be a part of your show. The Black Doctors Podcast is a nonprofit volunteer passion project with the goal of inspiring all who listen. Tune in next week for another episode of the Black Doctors Podcast with Dr. Stephen Bradley, your friendly neighborhood anesthesiologist.